This is Ireland's 100 to 102 Today FM. When I was young, I never needed anyone. Day 14 of the campaign and the spirit of the Valentine's weekend lingers on. Just as Fine Gael closes the door, Labour entertains the prospect of going back to an old flame. It's February the 16th. This is Today FM's Election Daily. Good evening, it's day 16 of the campaign, it's Gavin Riley here, back again in the Today FM studios in Dublin with a slightly later than usual election daily podcast, so sorry if we kept you waiting. On my return to Dublin back after a fairly grey trip to Limerick for the UL debate last night, and it is the day after the night before when really everyone is wondering just how they can make Claire Byrne the Taoiseach after her commanding performance last night. But it's also a day in which the potential coalition dynamics have taken a little bit of a twist. Our podcast yesterday from Limerick was all about whether Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil might bridge the gap of a lifetime. But this is what Enda Kenny had to say about that on stage last night. My point with respect is to vote for Fine Gael and Labour, have stability okay. and strength, clarity and a good so, future. So, so you're not going to do business with Micheál Martin? Certainly not. Under any circumstances? Certainly not. Anyway, with Enda having closed the door on Fianna Fáil during the debate, this morning it was Joan Burton's turn to close the door and tell the Fianna Fáil leader to be ordering a pot noodle for one. And so the Labour leader was dutifully asked, would Amigo Burton turn down an advance from Amigo Martin? I suppose Jerry will be talking to his amigo, Mr. Slab. Uh, you know, that's like he is a distinguished set of friends that I have to say terrify the life out of most uh, decent people in Ireland, not regarding the fact that uh, the man is apparently, as far as Jerry and others are concerned, uh, is a great friend. But there you are. That's the irony, isn't it, of uh, a Sinn Féin leader without any past, uh, with amnesia in relation to what happened to people like Jean McConville and other dreadful atrocities. And uh, he, it's, it's, it's OK for him to uh, make fun of democracy because probably he's a fairly light regard for it. But uh, I'd be worry, more worried actually about some of his friends than I'd be worried about uh, the, the, the uh, parties in the Doyle uh, which have represented democracy in Ireland over a long period of time uh, actually knowing each other. But in the midst of this Shinner bashing session it was pointed out that Joan hadn't actually answered the question. Would she go into government with Fianna Fáil? I'd like the Labour Party to be in government. I want the Labour Party to be in government. Uh, But obviously that depends, Jimmy, on the will of the people. And we'll be working right up to the close of voting to get every vote that we can and for every candidate that we're running to be elected. So that that, that choice lies with the people. And really it is a choice about uh, broadening, deepening a recovery that is there, but that, as the audience said very clearly, uh, the man uh, from who said he was from rural Ireland, he was worried about creating jobs, he was worried about opportunities for young people, and he he was right to be concerned going down later this morning uh, down to Tralee uh, with Arthur Spring and we're looking there at the advance facility uh, that's now planned for Tralee but that has taken a number of years to deliver and this is the point if we want and I think everybody there last night wants to do better things for Ireland but you have to have an economic plan to put the bones on that as to how you actually deliver it otherwise it's just discussion. But you're not rolling up in the fall. 
Oh, we 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 have uh, given clearly our choice, uh, which is to see the current government returned, and I'm focused exclusively on doing that. And so suddenly the shoe is on the other foot after watching Enda Kenny play hypothetical footsie with Fianna Fáil, and with Labour advisers making private pleas to Fine Gael to close the door once and for all. Suddenly, Joan Burton is opening a window to the former government party. That might be no harm politically, after taking some flack yesterday for presenting a manifesto as if it was already a fait accompli that Fine Gael would dilute. Now Joan is openly putting it out there that there are other suitors who could be heard outside the door. So if Joan Burton is leaving the door open, what will Michal Martin make of it? Well, it almost sounded like he'd been reading the infamous dating guide The Game, because what he delivered was the perfect neg. A compliment that came with its own opportunistic insult. I think I've been very clear from the outset and very consistent. We want to give a choice um, to the Irish people, a choice between a Fianna Fáil-led government that will prioritise issues like disability and bring more fairness and decency to Irish society as opposed to a Fine Gael-led government um, uh, that that is looking after the wealthiest. The sad thing is that the Labour Party, uh, year after year for the last five years, have been humiliated by Fine Gael and have capitulated on each occasion uh, that we had the budgets. we are saying we're not going into government with Gael, we're not going into Sinn Féin. That's as far as we have gone, and that, that, that speaks for itself. But the bottom line is Labour have, uh, and it's a clear strategic decision in the middle of this campaign, Labour has wedded itself yet again to the Fine Gael um, ship. Um, and, um, uh, and, 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 you know, I think they'll pay a heavy price for that. Uh, it's very hard to distinguish Labour from Fine Gael now. Um, and it essentially seems to be exist to prop up uh, a Fine Gael party, uh, that's very focused on looking after the wealthiest in society. And the proof of the pudding is, in terms of the biggest and costliest promise ever made in Irish electoral history has been made by Fine Gael last Sunday in, the, in their manifesto. Uh, it's the costliest ever made by any party, historically. But if you were listening closely, you won't have heard him rule Labour out. In fact, he went on later to say that of all the parties around, he would only rule out Fine Gael and Sinn Féin. No denial for the Social Democrats, no denial for Renewa, no denial for Labour, not even for the AAA people before profit. So is there potentially a deal on? Well, here's what elusive Enda made of it all. What we'd like the people to do would be to re-elect the, the, the government of Fine Gael and Labour. To finish the job that they gave us, which was to fix our finances and put the country back to work. I've pointed out the, the risks that are there internationally, the risks of instability, but it's over to the people. So there's no difficulty or no split between uh, the two government parties. There's no split, he says, except there might potentially actually be one. Anyway, here's what Sinn Féin's Mary Lou Macdonald made of those dalliances, as well as being asked about last night's debate. I thought he did really well. I, I have to tell you, I only saw it in snatches because I was debating myself with... The, the, the deputy leaders but from what I could see uh, Jerry did very well indeed it's very clear to me that the Labour Party and Fine Gael are on the ropes I think they've been found out I think they look increasingly brittle increasingly exposed because people know that they kicked off the campaign trying to use dodgy figures they were caught cooking the books and nobody nobody believes any promises from Joan Burton or from Enda Kenny And do you think you'll be doing the leaders debate next time around? Oh, <laughs> well, listen, we can't project into the future. The leader of Sinn Féin does the leaders' debates. That's, that's how it is. By the way, there's one other option for Fine Gael and Labour if they need the numbers, which has closed the doors tonight. Lucinda Creighton of Renewa says she will not be part of a government alongside Fine Gael. Well, I certainly won't be part of a Fine Gael government. Um, I've, uh, I think I've made it clear that um, Renew Ireland is, an, is, a, is a party which is carving out its own niche. We have our own agenda 
I think we set ourselves apart in the last number of weeks from all of the other parties in our in terms of the ambition and the innovativeness of of our uh, policy agenda. Um, we will negotiate with any party that is open to transforming how we govern our state. Uh, any party that's interested in the sort of reform that we're talking about, any party that's willing to engage in a serious debate about uh, securing our recovery, not based exclusively on foreign direct investment and pumping up the property sector, but on genuine, sustainable economic development through the indigenous Irish economy. And we talk to any party. It, to me, uh, as I said in the leaders' debate last night, and I, and I say this with sorrow, I, I, it's sad, but um, I don't see any difference between Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil or the Labour Party, frankly. Um, they, they're, they're all pretty much one, one and the same. But anyway, back to last night's debate and some audio you won't already have heard from some of the party leaders on their way out of the University of Limerick. I wanted to play for you the reactions of the two people who were thought to have done best, Stephen Donnelly of the Social Democrats and Richard Boyd Barrett of People Before Profit and the Austerity Alliance. Firstly, here's Stephen Donnelly asked if he had won the debate. Oh, I haven't a clue. You know, <laughs> you never know. You never know when you're there, when you're when you're um, on a debate, how how well it's gone. I hope it was well received. What we try to do is be honest. As you know, we're the only party saying we have to have a stable tax base. We're the only party saying if there's only going to be three billion available, and you cut the tax base by four billion. Why are you even talking about what you're going to do for investment? There won't be any money for investment. So hopefully people liked uh, the honest conversation that we're trying to have. The Social Democrats' website, by the way, went down twice during the debate last night. And Google says that Donnelly was the subject of the most searches during the debate of all seven party leaders. One Social Democrat insider admitted last night that their biggest problem now is not running enough candidates to benefit from the bounce of last night's poll. Here is the other person thought to have made the most ground, Richard Boyd Barrett of the AAA People Before Profit, who admitted afterwards that he was a bit frazzled by the two-hour exchange. Yeah, well, I mean, I just hope I did justice to the issues. Um, and, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to say, really. I think it was all said uh, tonight. I think it was a, a pretty decent debate, actually. Most people got a chance to say... Most people got a chance to set out their stall and uh, their priorities... And I hope I did justice to the issues that I think are important. And I say the following without trying to cast any subjective verdict on last night's events. Any online poll in the aftermath of the debate says Joan Burton came out last. But here is how joyous she was on the way out of UL. I must say I enjoyed uh, getting the Labour Party's uh, core policies across, particularly the idea that with a fair recovery we can do a lot of the things we want uh, from childcare to uh, reducing class sizes, to getting full employment, decent employment and the living wage. And I, I, I welcome the opportunity to be able to do that. But certainly Joan's performances in these debates must now be the source of some concern for Labour, especially when she has been made the centre of its campaign. The party political broadcast is Joan's story. It's Joan on the posters nationwide. It's Joan on the billboards. And it means that every time she might underperform, it does damage the party's key selling point. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go to another issue that affects a lot more women in Ireland, domestic violence. Safe Ireland says that up to 14 women who were seeking refuge from domestic violence weren't able to access accommodation every day in 2014. 
It's the highest number of unmet requests for accommodation since 2008 and the charity has been calling on politicians to ensure that domestic violence becomes a priority for the next government. Indeed, some politicians offered their response in this report from Today FM's Juliette Gash. 20 years ago, when I was chair of the Women's Council, I hoped that domestic violence would be something that would actually disappear in our society as women became more empowered and as uh, people were willing to speak out about violence. And sadly, what we are seeing is that it is an ever-increasing problem. Justice Minister Frances Fitzgerald on how she hoped domestic violence would diminish. But as CEO of Safe Ireland, Sharon O'Halloran explains... It's getting worse. We had 9,500 women come forward looking for support and with them there were over 3,000 children. Uh, This is huge and we know we're dealing with the tip of the iceberg because we know that 79% of women who experience physical or sexual violence don't tell anyone. So you're talking about 347,000 women in Ireland who have experienced this violence and have told nobody. Minister Fitzgerald says there is legislation in train which can proceed quickly. It is about implementing the domestic violence legislation, which I had started to work on. The heads of that bill are done. And uh, that is legislation that can be enacted this year. The victims' legislation can also be enacted this year. But Safe Ireland are calling for a change in culture and want politicians to prioritise domestic violence in the next government. Sinn Féin's Mary Lou MacDonald agrees. We need to address this issue with our girls and with our boys. And so I think that is the usefulness of a cabinet subcommittee. It's the usefulness of having that whole of government uh, approach. And then we need to just get the finger out and we need to do the job. Juliette Gash, Today FM News in Dublin. Now the talking taxi is still on the road. Helen Vaughan and Cuball have been going to Nina to pick the minds of voters in the Premier County. Jobs, local business and parking all among the issues raised by voters in TIP. Hi, good morning. I'm Christine Boyle from Nodhour Health Shop in Nina, County Tipperary. First of all, I'd like to say I'm a huge fan of TIP FM, Today FM and um, it's lovely to meet you, Helen. I came back from Germany um, 22 years ago and there's a lot of talk at the moment about getting people back. But I came back and I set this up on my own and um, I've been working very hard at it, but it's not been easy. But if things were not to work out next week or next year, I have really no chance to get anything. And I think that's for all self-employed people and that's hard. Hello, Jimmy Lachlan-Mensworth. Business owners like Christine and Jim McLaughney are also concerned about parking in the town. Dublin is flying it, Galway is flying it. Every other, every provincial town is merely struggling. And unless you have people coming into town that can have free parking for at least an hour or two hours and gives them some bit of time to be held, to, not to be rushing from A to B and thinking they're going to take it when to go back. We don't need that. Well, no. How's it going? Sorry, like it's, a it's a tight fit in here. It's a curb crawl. Definitely Dublin is doing better, but every day that we read about things being good in Dublin, we get a little bit of hope down the country. Peter Ward, who owns the Country Choice Deli and Cafe, says one of the hardest parts is keeping young people in regional towns like Nina. He says plans for 300 new jobs by the US firm First Data is a huge boost. Went to the launch the other night with Tom O'Higgins, the American man, who was talking about the factory. I left it walking on air. I thought it was really good. It was really exciting for us. I thought, you know, I was going to say to my three graduate children, I think there's a future in Nina for you. However, this constituency has been redrawn and joined with South Tip for the first time, which is causing some concern for voters. It's a bit of a headache because all the people that are shopping in my town and politicians that are coming in, this stage we can't actually vote for any of them. We are, we're actually in the Offaly constituency. To me, Carrick and Shore is a lifetime away. I think I've been in Clonmel twice in my 34 years in Nina. 
It's very far away from me. We're closer to Limerick and the Midwest. Helen Vaughan, Today FM News in Nina and County Tipperary. Now, two polls we wanted to tell you about this evening. The first, a local one in Kerry for TG Car, conducted by Ipsos MRBI. Now, it has a 4% margin of error, but it has independence on 37%. And there's only two of them. Michael Healy Ray on a mammoth, 33% all by himself. That is two quotas in a five-seat constituency. His brother Danny is only on 4%, but that's only a couple of days after he had declared himself a candidate. And if he were to get some or all of Michael's second preferences, you would surely think he would be home and hosed. Uh, Fine Gael duo of Jimmy Deanahan and Brendan Griffin, both outgoing TDs, are each on 13%. You would think if they hold that and manage to split the vote so evenly, they should be safe. Fianna Fáil's John Brazel, best of the rest, on 11 Now, strikingly, two other sitting TDs, Labour's Arthur Spring on 8%, and Sinn Féin's Martin Ferris only on 7 Potentially, both of them out of the running of this poll were to bear fruit. And indeed, a second poll to bring you this evening as well. A Red Sea poll for tomorrow's edition of the Irish Sun. This is a national one with a 3% margin of error. Conducted between Thursday and yesterday, so it would have caught after the TV3 debate, but before the RTE one. And Fine Gael are on 26%. That's down 2 since the Business Post four days earlier, and down 5 since the campaign began just over a fortnight ago. Now Labour up 1 to 9, Fianna Fáil up 1 to 19, Sinn Féin back down 3 they gained at the weekend, back down to 17, the others all claiming 29, that's Independence 13, Independent Alliance 5, Greens 4, uh, Social Democrats 3, AAA People for Profit on 2, and Renewa on 2. And if that is a sign of national momentum, it is a sign that momentum is not with Fine Gael. And finally tonight on the Today FM Election Daily podcast, a brand new election song. We've been a while waiting, but finally we have one. This is from Garode Fitzgibbon of the Green Party with his commentary on the reunited Tipperary constituency in which he's running. Also a couple of comments about some of his election rivals. Thanks for listening. As ever, if you have any feedback you want to give us, greilly at todayfm.com or message me on Twitter. I'm at Gav Riley. This is Gavin Riley. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow for more Election Daily. There's Nolly Coonan out driving in his tractor. Tom Hayes buying pints for Noonan in the doll bar. Alan Kelly trying to stay up at the top table. Seamus Healy wants them all to be recalled. There's Michael Smith trying to find his daddy's mojo. There's Jackie Cahill and the ICMSA. And Johnny Ambrose stealing up beside them. Continuity Fina Fall, you know they haven't gone away. Are you gonna vote for cutting and for favors? Trying to blow the cobwebs off of the blue and gold. It's not such a long, long way to a new temporary. Just take a walk a little further down. Down the road. 100 to 102 Today FM.